right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all, who really gives a shit this week? Because, yeah, hold up. Wow. Because this was by far one of the worst pay-per-views I've ever seen. And today's show, we're going to focus solely on that. Yes. Um, you know, I think uh, me and the big Glice over here, we uh, we talked about this earlier this week. And just, you know, it, it feels negative, but really it's healthy. Mm-hmm. This is good. Yes, because with the lack of TV coverage this week with no real good things coming on raw no aew whatsoever and smackdown you knew was going to be pretty much a layover show due to jet lag we're going to focus solely on this show today yes and that is the super showdown that is correct super showdown or if you want to call it super squash fest yes oh my lord yes so Let's rip the Band-Aid off, get it going. First match that was offered. I actually didn't get to see it because it was on the kickoff show. Um, The OC versus the Viking Raiders. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, the build-up to this, um, you know, they both were uh, IWGP heavyweight tag team uh, champions. Both both teams were. Mm -hmm. So, you know, leading up to that, it's... uh, you know that's a, it's it is probably one of the more appealing um, buildups, yeah, to 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 a match um, here on this pay per view, and unfortunately, it was on the uh, kickoff show. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to any of the shows that they had in I, IWGP, I mean, you're not going to be able to Google Viking Raiders versus the OC. You're going to have to look up Bullet Club versus the War Machine. Yeah. I mean, that's how far back this goes is a couple name changes. So hmm. it's kind of like a throwback match for them, even though it is with a new new name or new faction, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of slowly become a Viking Raiders fan because of how talented those guys are. Oh, yeah. Intense. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like to see Imposter Kane lose anytime soon, but... <laughs> Oh, or uh, Festus. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Like f- I, I don't know. I see his face, and all I can see is uh, Festus, you know? <laughs> it's the beard. I mean, he's yeah. trying to cover it up with that. Yeah. Um, can we go ahead and just call it drag queen makeup that he's been wearing lately? Yeah, man. <laughs> it gets wilder and wilder every week. It does, and he had a little bit of a silver sparkle this week. It was kind of... <laughs> it kind of looks like he like went down to Miami and tried to audition for the Birdcage too. Yes, yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh man! So the OC defeats the Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, honestly, it looks like this match was one of the more action-packed matches of the night. I mean, fast-paced. Um, you know, these guys aren't terribly old. And, um, no, you, you know, that, that's the thing. It, it, it's, there's such a distinct line between, you know, uh, pleasing an outside market with familiar names, but with that, you also get, you know, old guys who can't wrestle yeah, anymore. That's true. Or you get, you know, good entertainment from, you know, names that they may not have heard of. Also true. I mean, I, the only highlight of the match I did see was the end of it, where, and I still can't believe I, I'm going to say this, 
Ivar hitting a moonsault. Well, not hitting it. He missed. Yeah. And then gets thrown into a magic killer, which, A, I feel bad for the ring because Ivar doing a moonsault. And, B, I feel bad for the OC for having to lift his ass up and yeah. put him in a magic killer. Yeah. I mean. Once again, though, I mean. <clears throat> Yeah, it, 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 I, Ivar, uh, hybrid, hybrid wrestler, and uh, I'm going to call him a corn-fed wrestler. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and that's that's uh, uh, again, that's where it's really headed. Is you know these big guys who are doing freaking moon salts, uh, it's just nuts. I love that he brings a cartwheel aspect to the ring every every match, though. Yeah, <laughs> ducks under a clothesline, and woo, yeah. there he goes. Yeah. One of these days, I think his knees are going to give out and no more cartwheels. Yeah. But truthfully, the only real entertainment I got out of this show is probably the gauntlet match. Okay. And that's going to be a biased thing for me because, A, I'm a huge Undertaker fan. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. See, we're getting updates right now. You can hear it. Absolutely. (laughs) Um. But I thought your prediction was going to be or come true. I thought our truth was going to win this thing. <laughs> I really did. I'm not going to lie. Somebody, somebody, give that man the belt. Other than the 24/7 championship, exactly. I mean, he's what now the 25, 26 time champion. You know, 24, 7, 7, 11, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever he says. Right. Oh, man. Wouldn't that been one hell of a sight, though, if he would have won that trophy and then the next night been out there to greet John Cena, his hero, his idol, <laughs> the man that he looks up to and worships, even though he's been around longer than John Cena. Right. <laughs> that would have been so such a good kind of like, promo booking if you want to put it in that aspect yeah i i got to watch a little documentary on our truth uh wwe network had i saw that it was after super super showdown yeah and and honestly you know they're talking about it and okay so this is um you know i'm looking back on the show and we're talking about world wrestling entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, in a lot of those interviews, people were talking about R-Truth, and they said, he is the E in entertainment. Well, that for me, like that is um, it, it's one of the most important aspects of why these uh, performers do what they do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, watching this Super Showdown, I was just so disappointed in, in, in a lot of the uh, entertainment aspect of it. You know, it, it, um, but our truth, I think he really embodies what WWE really should be. And what it, I, I think what it was in the Attitude Era was, you know, yeah. people taking it and running with it. Uh, good sense of humor, good on the mic, good, uh, good in the ring. I mean, he's entertaining. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be nice to see him kind of have a really good run. I mean, he's been United States champion quite a few times, I think. Yeah, at least four or five. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he is the embodiment of entertainment, like you said, because he pumps the crowd up. He doesn't come out stone faced. He doesn't carry on the same yep. like heel gimmick every week or face gimmick. I mean, he was a heel for a little while with the true or with the Miz. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, 
but like watching Lashley come out first and take him, like everybody's like, oh, Lashley's going to beat him in less than two minutes. So I was like, yeah, that could be, but hmm. he ended up taking him out and then Lashley took him out and then all of a sudden you see Andrade come down and Andrade's stone face as hell and just boring entrance after boring entrance and yeah our our truth got that crowd going like I know the probably are going to be like 25 to maybe 3,000 people in there mm-hmm. I was gonna say 2,500 so excuse me <laughs> um that are looking at him like I don't know who this guy is but I'm gonna record him anyways yeah so <laughs> No, it's it's uh it is kind of cool, you know, seeing different cultures, mm-hmm. um, how they react to um, these shows, and it was kind of cool watching the crowd and. Mm-hmm. Um, they it, were chanting "This is awesome" to every single match, yeah. <laughs> so they were loving it. Well, I, I I could hear them booing the women's match, yeah. and then about thirty seconds later, they're chanting "This is awesome." Yeah, <laughs> like. What is going on? It's a culture shock. I yeah. mean, I think they may have been booing the fact that Naomi didn't wear the traditional black cat suit. She was wearing the, the glow suit, if you want to call it that. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, she wasn't really covered up to their liking. So, I mean, there might be some pushback from, what is it, the uh, religious police they have there that keep the traditions alive. Yeah. So I mean that's literally all they do is just look for people to mess up. So yeah, I get it, but yeah. I, um, so Undertaker comes out mm-hmm. and uh, he he wins the uh, what is it, to to wake trophy to wake trophy. I'm done trying to figure that word out. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're close enough. I think yeah. So. <laughs> All right. I mean, that was cool. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm an Undertaker fan, and um, I mean, yeah, the Gauntlet match was it was it was pretty entertaining, and you know, Undertaker making a surprise entrance, and um, obviously that's leading up to Undertaker and AJ Styles WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I think AJ Styles will really carry that match, and. Um, Make it very entertaining. I mean, he's... You oh, know, carry the upcoming match. I thought you meant the 20 seconds that they're in the ring where he just choke slammed him and left. Oh, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he, car- he carried him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Literally. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if this was the highlight of the whole show for me and we didn't really cover the other three opponents, that's saying something about how truly bad this pay-per-view was. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, Eric Rowan got himself disqualified. AJ Styles ran in the ring and took advantage of an already hurt R-Truth. Yeah. Andrade didn't really do anything except bump his head with R-Truth. And then, um, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. Lashley just running into the turnbuckle and tripped backwards while R-Truth pinned him. So, I mean... There really wasn't a whole lot out of this, but it was possibly one of the more entertaining matches. Sure. Oops, going the wrong way now. <laughs> but that leads us into the first of two tag team defense or 
title defenses with the SmackDown Championship. New Day versus Miz and John Morrison. Yep. And you were right once again with your prediction. Oh, I was, you know. <laughs> I wasn't too satisfied with it, but what's your take from that one? You know, I knew kind of building up to this, Miz and John Morrison, they were going to get those titles. Uh, you know, New Day. Um, and I just don't know how long the New Day is really going to last. I'm kind of waiting for that that to be broken up here soon. There's been rumors of, of Big E going, turning heel and going on his own. I mean, think of his past life where he was with Dolph Ziggler for a while and mm-hmm. kind of did his own thing, and then the New Day formed. And I get it. He's had a lot of success and a lot more camera time with them. Maybe that's why they've kind of held him back with that group. Yeah. But – who knows what's the future? I mean, maybe they keep him as a New Day member, but let him go solo, kind of like what Kofi did. Mm-hmm. Let Kofi and Xavier kind of do the tag team thing for a little while. That's just my opinion. Yeah. That could, that could be possible, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Miz and Morrison were tag team champions in 2009. Yeah. That was 11 years ago. Yeah. Man. 11 years ago next month. That's crazy. In April. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember who. I don't remember who the, is it the Collins or the Colognes or who who was that that had the belts at that time when the Miz and Morrison won it? Oh, my goodness. I think I stopped watching briefly in 2009-ish. Okay. Until like 2012, I think. You mean right at the end of the ruthless aggression era? Yeah, you oh. know that was, it was kind of a that was for me that was a really low time. It really was. I think Dolph Ziggler was a heavyweight champion. Yeah, heavyweight. <laughs> Let's call him that. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was him and the Miz. We kept going back and forth for that. Yeah, that's when his claim to fame really started. Yeah. Um. I kind of see this like the WrestleMania ramifications of it where I think it's going to be set up for Miz and Morrison to go up against the Us- the Usos. Um I don't know what's going to happen at Elimination Chamber now because I think they might have been slated to go into a number 1 contenders match maybe against Rude and uh, Ziggler. Okay. With the Usos, excuse yeah. me. But I guarantee you they're going to throw the New Day back in that fold. Oh, yeah. It's Vince's MO to keep the popular people out there and keep doing the same thing. And I'm not going to harp on that again this week. I apologize. I didn't know we kind of beating a dead horse at that point, just talking about the same old recycled stuff. So that's why we're trying to do the little thing a little bit different (laughs) today. And, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get this all out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be uh, it, it, we still yeah. the awesome thing about professional wrestling is you can be frustrated like this, but there's still a part of you that is like, OK, what's going to happen next? You know, yeah. you still I still don't turn off the TV. No, no matter how many times I get disappointed, I still don't turn off the TV. I'll you no. know, I'm uh, I'm waiting for the next thing and 
there's still you know, there's still great moments. Yeah. Um, you I know. mean, think about it this way: you have seven hours of WWE entertainment a week now, and that's just WWE. Three hours a week of AEW entertainment. Yeah. And if you go online, you can pretty much fill the rest of the rest of the 116 hours a week with whatever you want. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, on to the next match here. Angel yeah. Garza defeated Umberto, Umberto Carrillo. I, 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 that, that is the whitest. Oh, don't uh, feel too bad. You should have heard me struggle last night with the baseball show. Big D had to pick me up a lot last Ooh. night with some names. So we should have got him in here to do a, a card read for us. Yes, that would have been very helpful. Yes. But I th- I think that was just a kind of a filler match. Yeah. It was I mean it was entertaining nonetheless. I mean it wasn't the best match ever, but they just had this match Monday. Yeah. Literally 2 days or 3 days prior. So and then I get it. You can't have your valet with you, but even though Lana did come out with Bobby, mm-hmm. she was covered head to toe. Yeah. And that well, I don't know what you want to call that gold body condom that she had on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's, I know Zelina Vega has been with Angel the last couple of weeks more because Andrade has been out, but Andrade showed up last night and she wasn't with either one of them. So I don't know if that's going to start a new feud down mm-hmm. the line. I kind of see it going that way now that there's, yeah, so many more like Hispanic talent coming to the like to the program, and they're putting them all against each other. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have much to say about this match. I mean, it, um, the, these guys are entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can roll my eyes and be like, oh man, this match again or whatever. But really, honestly, right. when you let yourself be entertained by it, it, it is uh it really is entertaining and um yeah i mean i think monday they have already booked a, a rematch so to speak with it's a tag match mm-hmm. with umberto with ray mysterio and angel with andrade so you have other matches coming out of this but it's kind of it, it, i don't think it's going to be a solo fight for a while again mm-hmm. and i hope it doesn't go to wrestlemania just because they want to put add a 17th match and make it the biggest WrestleMania of all time. But, um, yeah, I kind of, I think somebody is going to come out of this and challenge Andrade for the U S championship. I think that's where it's headed. Yeah. But I know that was a deep dive on a very, very short and very, very un. uh, unlikable match let's just put it that way yeah well the the finish was you know surprising to everybody really and uh yeah i mean it was it, it was so the match seemed to be picking up you know go, going a little bit at a faster pace and then uh you know, garza reversed the sunset flip uh from carrillo mm-hmm. to a roll up and uh won and grabbed the uh, tights yep and that was it I mean that was kind of his thing in NXT too. That's what he did to win the N or the cruiserweight championship. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I'm going to throw a little side note in here. Um, 
kind of went online to do a little research this morning and found out that Jack Gallagher came back last night on 205 Live. Fully tattooed from <laughs> what? <laughs> fingertip to fingertip across his chest. So he's got tattoos on his arms all the way up one arm across his chest now. He almost looks like a very pale, very redheaded CM Punk. <laughs> it's bad. It, but he also cut his hair off too. So, I mean, he, maybe he's going to be not the gentleman anymore. Maybe he's going to be something to actually book. And Yeah. Um, if I had that money, man, yeah, I'd be tatted up. Yeah. Tatted up. Not that you already aren't, but. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> going to spend my tax return here. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, if you look at him, he's like the whitest dude I've ever seen in my life. It's hard to watch sometimes. i gotta, I got to pull up a picture of that, man. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty special. <laughs> Actually, just so you don't lose your notes, I'll help you out here. But that's going to roll us into what I thought was going to be the upset of the night in – the Raw Tag Team Championship match with the Street Profits versus Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. Yeah. I kind of saw that going the way that, yeah, I'm oh, just showing Tony a picture right now. Jack Gallagher. Yep. He's got a whole. Man, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it was kind of just like drawn on him or something. <laughs> like he just did it backstage, just, uh, like yeah. Like a little pen, ballpoint pen or something. The weirdest part of it is, I mean, it's a huge, like, clipper ship almost. Yeah. But with that haircut, he almost looks like a very pissed off younger version of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, I mean, see it. maybe it's an attitude change. I hope it's for the best, but... That is just weird. Yeah, that is. But anyways. Takes some getting used to. Yep. Back to this so atrocity. I, I think my prediction was Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy would retain. It was. Um, I don't think, you know, I think the Street Profits. Man, I'd like to see them get a shot at WrestleMania. Um, I think they will. I think that's kind of why they booked this match yeah. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, the crowd really seemed to respond to them very well, which I was kind of pleasantly surprised because being out there, you don't know how indifferent their culture is going to be to, yeah. say, somebody of color. Um, but they were very open, very receptive, kind of really kind of rooting for them. I know being – in the Middle East, it was weird not hearing the Monday Night Messiah part of it or having the picture on the screen because that was considered oh, yeah. blasphemous. Yeah. So, um, yes, you were right in your prediction, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> and and you know what? But but this is uh, this is the stuff that it's like. No matter the outcome. I mm-hmm. can not be happy about it, but I can say, man, those are some talented guys in there who are putting on a show. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, uh, again, that's what I love about mm-hmm. world wrestling entertainment. Yeah. Um, again, uh, it's 
two or two talented teams just just putting on a great show and uh i think the street profits are going to be doing this for years to come and i think so too um well one one thing i loved about this match is i had a friend watching this with me who doesn't really watch every week like we do he's kind of like a part-timer if you want to call it that sure I turned around for a minute to grab something, and all of a sudden I hear out of his mouth, holy shit. And it was right after Montez Ford did that. Frog splash? 40-foot frog splash yeah. is what it looked like. He jumped so high. Yeah. I thought he was going to like touch the roof of that um, canopy they had over the ring. Man. That was so good. I, I went back and watched it a couple of times. I'm like, how are you not in the NBA? <laughs> yeah. You could jump out of the gym with those skills, and you're doing it in the WWE. Don't get me wrong. I love that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But, wow, is he amazing to watch. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last good frog splash I've seen. <laughs> Don't say KO. No. Um, I mean, I saw Rob Van Dam wrestle a couple months ago. So, I mean, you know... It's always a five star five star yeah 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 but um saying coming from the man who likes to perform at the five star dive bar not a sponsor (laughs) not a sponsor but maybe tonight hey if anybody's listening to this that was my lead-in come on out my band's playing tonight at five star dive bar start at 10 o'clock that's right (laughs) if you're listening to this today if you are listening saturday leap day that's right (laughs) How fitting. We're sitting here, you know, talking about this frog splash on Leap Day. All right. And unlike the real WWE folks, we're not scripted. That Damn was right. all, all all wordplay that kind of worked out perfectly. So It really did. Um, is it Mansoor? Mansoor. 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 He shows up twice a year. Unless it's NXT. Sure. Yep. Well, I can't. It's more 205, I think. Yeah. But I'm kind of taking a liking to him. He performs pretty well. Man, there were there were some spots in this in this match where I was I I don't know what was going on. I'm just like, what the hell are they doing? Um, mm-hmm. But there were some entertaining parts of it, and and I do understand, you know. Mansoor winning and um right that's kind of what the wwe does if you fight in your hometown on a big stage you're gonna win yeah and he's from kuwait so that's where they were instead of Jeddah this year oh yep and uh they love him over there Man, oh you think he's the next undertaker you think he's hulk fucking hogan at this point <laughs> i mean good lord yeah I the I've never seen a crowd reaction like that before to somebody who only said the city that they're in. He literally said Kuwait really loud and they exploded. Yeah. So I can I get why they want him booked on these cards because he is the hometown favorite. I know there is a development camp now in the Middle East for WWE. Mm-hmm. So you could possibly see more of them come out there. Truthfully, I mean they're teaching them like kind of like lucha stars how to how to perform i mean you're not going to see the beefcakes like 
Brock Lesnar or John Cena come out of the Middle East, I'm sure. I mean, I know there's people over there that can get to that size, but they're going to be a high-flying revolution. Oh, yeah. Um, but to put him up against Dolph Ziggler, why? Okay, so this is why I think, you know, um, obviously, no matter the outcome on this, you know, nobody's winning a championship. There's that. Um, Dolph Ziggler, I, I think because he is a skilled amateur wrestler. Yeah. And I think with his technique, <clears throat> he can really carry a match and make a guy look really good. Um, I think with his character, you know, everybody loves to hate him. Oh, yeah. And um, when well, we talked about it last week, mm-hmm. you know, with the storyline going on. Yeah, uh, with Mandy Rose and Otis, and it's uh, still going on, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I think I think Dolph Ziggler was was the guy to really um, boost Mansoor and uh, make him really look good. Maybe put him over pretty well. Yeah, for sure. It it wasn't the best. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Put that one to bed. I mean, we're trying to really not fly through these matches as far as analysis goes, but when they're so bad and I'm going to have to really reach to find a good thing to come out of the next one. And, yeah, I think you know which one that is. Yep. Yep. I saw this coming, you know. I knew it was going to be a squash match. Um, it was a spoiler. That's right. I mean, he did he did say it, but how many times can you do the same damn thing? Yeah. Every other what? Not even month at this point. It's say it's just. I'm not gonna go in a Brock tirade again. I it's it'll be the fourth time in a row, and I'm I'm just not gonna do it. I can't. Yeah. It, it's. <laughs> um. And this is where, yeah. you know, I, I've come to the point now, um, you know, here in the past, I guess, five years, where I've come to the point where I just know Lesnar's matches are just going to be either very, very, very slow paced and um, or very, or, very, very quick. Or it's just going to be a squash match and he's just going to look like, you know, this, which, yeah, I'm, you know, outside of professional wrestling, I think Brock Lesnar could kick kick anybody's ass in the WWE. But um I mean he tried in UFC. He did hold that title for a while, but Yeah. So I mean the man really can fight. I just I I, I would have liked to see Ricochet uh give him a run for his money. But I understand it's you know it's building up to WrestleMania. It seems like all this is you know, it this uh this pay per view is really like a fast track to WrestleMania. You can almost forget about Elimination Chamber. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's almost like a fast lane to WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yep. But, I mean, what is the point of Elimination Chamber at this point? Or at this ass point in time, excuse me. You said ass point. Ass point, yes. <laughs> the okay. ass point of all of this is is Brock Lesnar should be retired, get him out of the ring, give a 
opportunity to ricochet who really deserves it for as long as he's been in the ring. Yeah. I don't want to see, I mean, yes, I kind of do want to see Lesnar get his ass kicked by McIntyre. I think that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, you know, oh man. I just think about you know, WrestleMania was last year was one of the one of the best WrestleManias since 17. Yeah. I think in my opinion. Um then I start thinking, is it too good to be true to, you know, have another moment like that with Drew McIntyre? You know, and then I kind of start to wonder, I think about um I don't know. I think about guys like Batista knocking off Triple H. Yeah. Um, I, I I wonder if WWE is going to go down that road again. You know, with Drew McIntyre, I'm I'm so torn on what's what's going to happen because I I don't want to get my hopes up. See, but, I, I do though because I want to know what the future holds for this company. I don't want to yeah. see the past. I don't want to see the current. I want to see the future. And he was always booked as the future of the WWE. Even though he was fired, even though he was brought back through NXT, he was Vince's boy forever. Yeah. Even though he, I don't know what exactly he did, but I want to see him take the title. Yeah. And run with it and become the face of the WWE like he should have been 10 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, was it uh, like Drew McIntyre's debut on SmackDown or it, it, where Vince McMahon was introducing him and saying, you know, yeah. this man will be the next, or this man will be a future WWE champion. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's kind of, maybe we touched on this, I can't remember. Three-man band. <laughs> we have not touched on that yet. Oh, God. Where are you going with this? Yeah, I'm just thinking, man. Who who would have known that uh, if Drew McIntyre wins? It's it, it still just just for for what he is today. Who would have known that you would have had a? Um, oh my goodness, I can't even think right now. Uh, who who? Jinder Mahal. Got, Jinder Mahal. Yeah. <laughs> you have a champion in him. You have a champion in him. You got you got Drew McIntyre, who you know obviously he's headlining WrestleMania. Yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, so, so where's Heath, Heath Slater's shot? He's got kids, man. <laughs> he's got kids. No, uh, I kind of see. I I don't know why all of a sudden he's got a feud with Daniel Bryan of all people. But the last couple uh, episodes, not this week, as far, as far as I've seen, they've been putting him on in the spotlight again. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be a three man band reunion. <laughs> I doubt it. But Jinder is coming back, from what I've heard. He he will be back in full force soon, but he might be on Raw. Okay. If I remember the draft correctly. Okay. So I know that'll be they'll put him and Drew together, mm-hmm. and then Heath will be on SmackDown, but you never know what happens at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, we saw an NWO reunion. We saw a DX reunion. Whoops. Don't mean to pound on the table there, folks, but I thought I was going to bring up something to you that was a little curious to me. I was on WWEshop.com looking at new new shirts. Yeah. And they brought out the red Wolfpack shirt as a new shirt. 
That kind of raises a red flag with me because I know the Hall of Fame induction is going to happen. Yeah. You've been talking about Sting coming back. He was a Wolfpack member for a long time. Yeah. But so was Kevin Nash. Could we see a faction split at the Hall of Fame? Hmm. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe. I know it's a lot to go into, and there's no research or anything online about it, but other than that shirt, or maybe they just brought back the shirt for the hell of it. Who knows? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe they brought it back for the uh, Hall of Fame and inducting NWO. Who knows? I don't know. But I think that's solely the black and white brand, though. I didn't see any red anywhere. Yeah. Other than Scott Hall's ridiculous suit jacket that he's probably going to wear. Is Lex Luger going to make a comeback? I don't think that Lex Luger can walk, so <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't think, think he'll so be there. <laughs> Man, that's that's kind of sad, honestly. Yeah, it is. Thinking about. It's sad, but at the same time, he did it to himself yeah. with all those steroids. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet you his bionic elbow is still in place. Hey. It was titanium, so to, as they said. Yeah. But who I, knows? I don't know about his bionic elbow. <laughs> That's when he first came into the WWE. That was his finishing move. Oh. Because they said he had a surgically repaired elbow, and it was all titanium. Okay. So he would finish the guy off. Not like the the Judas whatever that uh, Chris Jericho does, the Judas effect. Okay, yeah. It was literally just an elbow to the face. Just an elbow to the face. And because it was titanium, it would knock the so-called opponent out. Yeah. But I'm glad they took him and put him in with the torture rack. That was a better finisher for him anyways. Yeah. So. Um, See, we still throw nostalgia on a breakdown show. Yeah, we could. Yeah. It's just uh, not scripted. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, 100% raw entertainment. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. So, so Brock Lesnar, yeah. Yeah. Knew that was going to happen. Um, yeah, I'd like to see him out at WWE. Although, you know what? I I, I did love the uh, the Paul Heyman bit on Raw, and just it, you could tell Paul Heyman was kind of going uh, going rogue there a little bit. And he said, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my <laughs> uncle. But <laughs> I did catch that, and the look on Brock's face because I don't yeah. think he expected it either. Yeah, <laughs> was good. Yeah. I like. I do like. Um, I don't know what it is, but when Brock Lesnar laughs at a joke, it, it gets me laughing. Yeah, and uh, just because you you know it was unexpected, you know it was unscripted. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the executives in the back were just. I hear their asshole pucker when he said that too, because it's like, oh God, what did he say? Oh yeah, but. <laughs> It was. I, I think it was late enough in the night. What do they say? Like, it's like early in the first hour. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, it felt late to me because I'm just getting older. And yeah. Falling asleep. It's all good. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. So I hope to see a good, entertaining match with Lesnar and uh, and, and Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Um, I hope it goes at least a half an hour. Yeah. 
I hope there's blood. We can all hope for that, but yeah. you know what their stance on that is right now. You got to keep it PG. Yeah. It's WrestleMania. It is. And Okay, so, you know, talking about WWE and these big names, Brock Lesnar, you know, it's, it's sucking the entertainment out of it. And honestly, for, um, you know, going on to this next match. Uh, well, it's not the next match. Uh, no, this is. I'll save that for later. Next match is Roman Reigns and King Corbin. I was kind of curious where you're going with that. But, yeah, we'll run with this right now. Yeah. I, I don't even know where to start with this. I think the only highlight out of it was I actually did a screen capture on my phone of a pretty epic photo of them sitting on top of the cage with the background uh the big screen in the background yeah and i wish i could show you guys out there in radio land but that's what i i captured wow that's that stage was so huge yeah and and the thing is again i'm gonna sit here and bitch a little bit preach brother could they could they could they do that for you know some of these pay-per-views in america have these Big ass stages, glorified raw episodes, essentially. Exactly. (laughs) You you know, I I think for a while they were even you know recycling just the same uh, stage for Raw or SmackDown on the on the pay per views. Yeah. And what happened to the unique stages? Like you had the the hooks for Backlash or the ladders and chairs. I mean, they still do the ladders and chairs for TLC, but it's it's kind of weak. Um, Armageddon, I think 2002, I believe it was. They had like the fire at the stage. Yeah. Um, All the broken down cars and taxi cabs and brick walls that are torn apart. And yeah. Where where did it go? Yeah, that's um. That's what I. That's what I've been wondering too. You know, it, it seems like it's become kind of like a cookie cutter. Um, just kind of a method that they that they've been doing now and what i loved about yeah those pay-per-views is like getting to see you know what the stage is going to look like uh and, and exactly. sometimes um even even back then i the internet was still a good source for wrestling rumors and um seeing you know the the day before what the stage was going to look like yeah I still think I think WrestleMania 17 was the coolest stage. I just I still uh, I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. I think 34 is pretty impressive. 34, man, where was 34? Was that uh, the roller coaster in Orlando? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. And I think it's more of the fact that I was a Hardy Boy fan for a long time, and see them come back that night. That kind of was what drew me into it, and how long that damn ramp was. Yeah. I mean, hell, the Undertaker didn't even walk all the way down it. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But I see where you're going with this, and I kind of have the same. Like they kind of hint when the Crown Jewel events come and when Super Showdown comes, like yeah. the way the stage looks. They do the same thing with WrestleMania. Not so much SummerSlam anymore because that used to be one of the bigger ones. But it did yeah. The Royal Rumble, I get because they're now doing it in baseball stadiums, and mm-hmm. there's no real jumbotron there. There's just the ring, and then the 
LED boards around the dugout. So, I mean, it's different. Yeah. But it's not really showy. Yeah. Um, yep, we went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> very, very deep, too. Stages, man. The, the, the Raw 2002 stage. Oh, man. Is that anyway. just the black curtain in the Jumbotron? No, that was when they came out with the... Uh, I mean, it was the... Uh, like a slanted Titan Tron. I, I can't even explain it, but it, the stage looked cool. Yeah. Anyway. That this was is like, your homework, children. Go on the internet. Look up Raw 2002 or yeah. 1, like he said. Yeah, 2002 to like 2000, I don't even know, 6. Um, and then, uh, man, SmackDown with that fist coming through. That was kind of <laughs> cool. Uh I'm not even going to tell you what we used to make fun of that, what it looked like. So I can, I'm pretty sure you all can use your imagination. Yep. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. The, the trapezoid. Yeah. Yeah. Trapezoid. There mm. you go. If you want to call it that. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think that was right after the black curtain where it was just Yep. a screen black curtain and a doorway yep. that was it yep. and then austin drove the beer truck through it and kind of destroyed it oh oh the days yep um yeah uh, i'll tell you a highlight for that roman reigns and king corbin match for me was uh there actually was one well <laughs> the acknowledgement that this is the final chapter <laughs> in the in the rivalry yes <laughs> so um, oh, and I will do this. I do not ever give Corbin props ever. Yeah. But what he put on Twitter this morning was just priceless. He made fun of, uh, Deontay Wilder when he lost to fury in that boxing match over the last week. Oh yeah. Yep. He goes, the only reason I lost that match was because of all the ring or the entryway attire I had to wear that chain mill was super heavy. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> You get points for me on this one. Sure. Probably the last time, but yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just happy it's over. Yeah. And if you watched SmackDown last night, you know who's next. It's Roman Reigns. That's right. Spear versus Spear. Ooh, yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about it yeah. that way. Or Superman Punch versus the Jackhammer. Yep. But we'll see a total of uh, four moves. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it, it, I, I, oh man, I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, that 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 brings us to our. Uh, no, we're still good. There's still <laughs> we're more. There. We're not done yet. We're no. not there. Oh, man. Okay, so Bailey defeats Naomi. Um, I heard some This Is Awesome chants. We were just talking about this. Yep. <laughs> the booze followed by This Is Awesome chants. And, uh, man. It kind of makes me wonder who really was booing, though. Was it more the traditionalist? Was it the women in the crowd? Was it the younger kids? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell because there's a mixed bag of everything out there. It really is. I mean, 
Um, I did think that was kind of a uh, cool finish to the match, how uh, Bailey kind of wrapped Naomi's feet in the shirt. Yeah. yeah it, it was creative. It was. You know. Um, I I figured that she was – Naomi wasn't going to win the title. And I, I believe that was my prediction was that Bailey was going to retain the title. I don't think uh, Super Showdown was going to be, you know, the place – for Naomi to win that title back. Uh, there could be. Uh, oh, it's a future setup for oh sure. Yeah. Especially after last night with them having an immediate rematch, almost the first match of that card last night on SmackDown. But it turned into the return of Sasha Banks. Then it turned into a tag team match with Lacey Evans. Yeah. And I'm happy that Lacey and Naomi won. But now that Sasha's back, the cancer is back. Yeah. And I'm not saying that she has cancer. No. Don't get me wrong. But I think Bailey will lose the title now that she is back. Yeah. And, you know, she, I didn't even realize Bailey's the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion. Is that right? By far, yes. So, yeah, I, I see that leading up to WrestleMania. I see Bailey losing the title. At WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, I mean, Naomi's from Florida. She won it in Orlando. Mm -hmm. There's your setup. Yep. Home state, not hometown. But to go back to what we said about Mansoor, if you're on a big stage near your hometown, probably going to win. Probably. Um, But now you can go into... Hey, the disaster of the night. This is this is the um Oh man. Yeah, this is where the my my frustration hit its peak. <laughs> Goldberg. Uh Stephanie says my fiance says more like Oldberg. Oh, like, yeah, nice. you're right. Uh, it it uh, kind of makes me feel ashamed too. Like I used to be called Gleisberg in high school. Yeah. Uh, no more. No. no. <laughs> Don't call me that. Yeah, you know, it, I don't know. It, two, two thousand. I'd say you know, ninety eight to two thousand three. The I was a Goldberg fan, and, and and it was just because you know the way he would just um, some some of the uh, slams that he would do. Some some of, the, I mean, it was it was really impressive. Yeah, I mean, he could bench press just about anybody, and you know, throw them down into a. Uh, can't even uh the jackhammer yeah it was kind of it was kind of like that you know from oh, the, the gorilla press yeah yep and then he yeah. would like either like give him like a good like spear from that or he would uh drop him down into a man i, I used to be able to recall all these moves the gorilla uh, press slam yeah yeah, yeah well yeah. the gorilla press into like the power slam yeah yeah is what you're trying to get that's at. that's basically yeah that's what it was yeah so i mean you know that stuff was impressive and, yeah. and you know i was uh and the power of his spear, I mean, you know, back then, it, there was something really cool about that. Uh, well, the Atlanta Falcons taught him something. Yeah. So. Yeah. He was. He also. Yeah. He he be, uh, played football for the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Is that right? He was a Bulldog. And then, and then went to the Falcons. Yeah. And then went right into WCW. So he yep. practically lived in Atlanta. Yeah. Yep. Um. But, yeah, I mean, to go off of what you were saying, like the fact that he was doing that to Kevin Nash, he was doing that to 
the giant or big show, if you want to call him. Yeah. Hugh Morris, even. I think he did a one-handed jackhammer on the giant. The first time he fought him. Yeah. Yeah. That's 500 pounds, folks. One-handed. One-handed. Straight in the air. Yep. I'm surprised he didn't break his spine. Yeah. But the man is a monster. That's that's the power Goldberg had. Mm-hmm. And back then, I was sold on it. Loved it. You know, his feud with The Rock when he came to WWE. I mean, I was just, you know, I was a fan for sure. Yeah. Now, man, it's just like he can get out anytime. Uh, and, and it's almost worse than... Uh, Brock Lesnar for me on this one. I mean, Brock, yeah. uh, um, don't get me wrong. Two years ago, when he came back and fought Lesnar and took the title the first time, sure, I was a fan of it because it's Lesnar. Yeah. Now it's the fiend. Now it's bringing dusting the th- same thing off because you want to get him the Saudi money. Why? I'll tell you when I started. Um, I, I I started kind of walking away from you know the whole uh, Goldberg parade back. <laughs> it, he faced uh, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. It might have been I don't know two thousand four, two thousand five, something like that. It was two, three, or four actually. Okay. I think. I think it was. Uh, I think it was twenty one. Okay. Was WrestleMania twenty. The one in New York. Yeah, it might have been. I, I think, think that it might have been twenty. Oh wait. Yeah. Uh, man, this is gonna bug me here. Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. Well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, it, that match was terrible. Um. And, and so I don't know. Oh, yeah, WrestleMania 20. Yeah, it was WrestleMania 20. Stone Cold is the guest referee. That's right, yep, yes. Yep. So, yeah, mm-hmm. what, 2004. Okay, and, uh, so I was, one year, I was close. Yeah. Um, that's when I kind of started realizing, man, these squash matches that Goldberg would have, it's just, you know, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that amateur wrestling background or skill. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he really can't execute, um, like he, like he used to as well. And, uh, you would think a guy doing this for over 20 years, I mean, even, even Hulk Hogan, who, you know, wasn't, wasn't a great wrestler, amateur wrestler. I mean, he could still put on a show and he could still, you know, wrestle, a, he could still carry a decent match, um, but Goldberg, just for me, it's just once this match started and Goldberg hit the spear, I'm like, not this shit again. Yeah, it's you can't even really call it like evolution or revolution. I mean, not to harp on AEW's name, but I mean, you just almost call it like recycled nation at this point. Yeah, or. We're out of ideas, so let's just keep circling back to everything that we've done in the past. And maybe anybody anybody who really doesn't watch very often won't notice. Mm-hmm. But then you have people like you and me that see it on the daily. Yeah. 
and complain about it till we're blue in the face and yeah i'll tell you what i was just talking to somebody about um i was watching super showdown and i was asking them hey you watch wrestling and they said no and this is about the response i get from uh 90 of people is yeah i used to watch it back in the 90s you know early 2000s man the attitude era that was awesome yep uh when you look at the attitude era i'm not thinking of guys who were big you know 10 20 years ago really thriving in the, in the attitude era it was like no apologies no bullshit sorry guys yeah. we're taking over and I'm reminded of NXT right now, AEW. Uh, when I, I I see that revolution, and then I see WWE, and and I'm thinking, Vince is looking at this as trying to cater to an outside market who would go, oh yeah, I used to watch like 20 years ago. Oh yeah, I remember Goldberg or Brock Lesnar, and those are familiar names. Cool. But what they bring to the table today, man, you're not going to see documentaries on this, you know, on the WWE Network 20 years from now about um, what are you going to see 20 years from now? I don't want to see like, oh, yeah, Goldberg, you know, wins, wins the title again. Oh, Lesnar, you know. Yeah. What, what, what are they building today? Um, They're trying to build their stat sheet is essentially what I see because – with this win for Goldberg, four things kind of happened that have never happened before. He is the first Hall of Famer to win a championship after he's been inducted. Okay. He's yep. the first guy to win both versions of the Universal Championship. I mean, the red and the blue belt. Oh, yeah. Okay. He is the first person to pin the Fiend, which doesn't really matter to me too sure. much. And he's the first person to win a championship in four different decades. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what they said online. But because he won it in the '90s, he won it in the 2000s, the 2010s, and now he's the first one to win it in the 20s. Out of that group mm. that's been around for so long. So I guess, well, yeah, 2020. I mean, I guess this decade is pretty young. Yeah, two months. And we we might see more of that. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, Triple H might hold the title again. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> uh, Surprise appearance at Royal Rumble right? this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, yeah, it, it, it's such a freaking bummer. It, and I was so pissed. I sent WWE a message on Instagram. I was like, this is bullshit. I said, you you know, you guys are trying to make an, make an extra dollar here, uh, you know, catering to an outside market when you can't even, you know, uh, you forget about your fans who've been avidly watching for you know twenty two years, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, I was I was just I was pissed. So for shutdown next weekend, you'll know why, folks. <laughs> Tony messed it up for all of us. Sorry, guys. No, I doubt they'll even read it. Yeah, yeah. So, but man, you know it, there were there were four moves, I think. Yeah, maybe it maybe three moves. You know, we had a mandible claw, we had a spear. We had a jackhammer. Uh, it wasn't even a jackhammer. No, yeah. It was a horrible overhead suplex. So, um, what I loved, and I, I was watching a documentary about uh, evolution, 
you know they got that the ruthless aggression era and they're talking about evolution the perfect blend of experience and potential yeah and i love that because that was used as a tool to really boost randy orton and batista but what i see today is just like if you if you were to have the evolution you know a new version of it you mean yeah today if you were to take you know your experienced guys and the guys with potential i just see wwe just kind of right now just going man well let's cater to that audience that you know knows these names and let's let's boost those guys you know let's let's push those guys again and in the yeah. politics behind it that come with it and but truthfully, I don't even know if you had a new version of evolution, who you would start off with, because there's really not that veteran like Ric Flair was around right now. Sure. To be the leader. There's not the the guy that's been there for 15 years in Triple H. Yeah. That would be the second to him. And then the two new guys. It. You would almost have to farm them from NXT, which I know they don't want to do anymore, mm-hmm. or go down to Evolve and get somebody new from there. Yeah. Because there's no real good way to throw somebody into that new version of it mm-hmm. without really messing it up. Yeah. So. here Here's something. When Evolution started... What, 2000, let's say 2000, was it 2003, 2004? Yeah, it was pretty whatever. early. Triple H was only in WWE. He debuted in 95. He was only in WWE for like eight years. Yeah. So if you think about superstars that have been around for eight years, uh, let's see, you know, that's 2012. So you think of... Uh, I don't know, but if if you think of a guy who debuted in 2012, it still feels like that guy, eh, Bray Wyatt, shit. Yeah, uh, I don't really see him being the guy. No, but, no. Um, but I just think of you know these guys are still trying to prove themselves after eight years. Where, again, that Attitude Era, these guys really were were pushed, and I felt like WWE believed in the potential of them. Yeah. Well, here's okay. So, while you were going on that thought, I kind of pulled it up and found some people that made their debut in 2012. Yeah, the Shield. You have two potential people right there, in Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins. Yeah. Well, I guess okay. Yeah. Um, Cesaro made his debut back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to look at some of the other people here. It's not really showing me too many others. Um. Ryback, if they ever bring him back. But he's suing the WWE to get his own name back. Wow. So I don't think he's coming back. Um, yeah. Damien Sandow, who's... Where... What rock is he sleeping where, under where, right where now? Where in the world is Damien Sandow? <laughs> yeah. That's a whole new show. We're gonna- he, he had that... He had a really cool uh, promo that he did. And, and I can't remember who was with... But all, all I remember is him, him him cutting that promo. This was after WWE, probably you know four years ago or so. And I was like, "Damn, Damien Sandow!" And then didn't hear anything else. Yeah, he just disappeared like a fart in the wind. Yep. Um, 
I can't remember who else really that would stand out in my mind as being around back then. I mean, yeah, I kind of go on the same aspect of that's really when I kind of stopped watching for a little while. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I got, I, on a whim, purchased the WWE Network and got back into it. Mm-hmm. Looking back on all this, I missed out on a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And I regret it. I can watch it now, but. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm lacking as far as like trying to find out an answer to this question is like, who would really be the new evolution? I think uh, Andrade would be one of the, you know, he reminds me of uh, Randy Orton. Yeah, as far as far as potential, what WWE sees in them. Uh, oh, I just found a better thing to look at. Uh, you had people like Alberto Del Rio back then. Yeah, who was the champion? Yeah, <laughs> whatever happened to him? Um, oh, this picture is really small. So bear with me, folks. I'm trying to look at it. I mean, you still had, like, JBL on the roster then. Yep. You still had the Godfather. Uh, <laughs> so That had to have been one of his last years. I don't think this list is right because this might uh, – I apologize. It is wrong. That was the WWE 2K12 roster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I blame the internet sure. for this one. So. Yeah. Maybe that's a little bit of research for the next show we do. Maybe we can look into the evolution, so to speak, of the future. Sure. But You know, and uh, sitting here bitching again about uh, Goldberg. And, yeah. you know, I, I decided to watch a video. Okay, wh- why Goldberg won the title? You know, and they're like, okay, well, you know, we, we want to slow down the fiend a little bit and, you know, show that he um, – show that he's just not this machine and, and he can't, you know, just kick out of everybody's finisher and whatever. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, they're building it up for WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But, um, I get that. And I'm okay with the fiend losing. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's cool. But who we lost to and how he lost, man, that's, that's the whole thing for me. It's just like, yeah, that was the joke of it all. But there was a tweet that Bray Wyatt put out after that match that kind of made me think about why they did it. That I'm trying to find it here. I'm sorry. I apologize. I had it pulled up earlier, but now it's gone. Hmm. Um, Here it is. Oh, no, it's not. I'm sorry. But... um, Okay, now I found it. He goes, this is not a loss. It was instead a sacrifice. He wasn't a chapter in my tale. I began with a mission, and now I'm where I'm supposed to be. Mm. You'll see. And that's all it was. So I don't think that he truthfully wanted to be the champion. He wants to destroy characters as he's put it out there. Yeah. So now that he's not tethered to that belt any longer, he might potentially be a more dangerous character to watch out for. Legend killer. Part two. Yeah. 
And it starts with John Cena. Now, that was cool. Watching that on SmackDown, you know, John Cena is kind of giving his, like, yeah, I just, I'm not going to be a part of WrestleMania. And, you know, almost tears, you know, a lot of emotion there. Yeah. For Bray Wyatt to come out. Man, the uh, the camera work on that was so cool because, you know, lights come on. All you see is John Cena, and then the camera moves, and you see the Fiend right behind him. And yep. the crowd just loses their mind. And, uh, and, and um, that that was really cool, uh, you know. The fiend pointing to the WrestleMania sign. That, right. yeah, that, that that was. Uh, and Cena just tipping his cap at him, like, yeah, let's do this. Yep. Um, I'm I'm interested to see if the red light comes back for that match. I hope not. Yeah, I hope not too. Um, Although they are in Tampa Bay and their colors are red and black or still pewter, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of the red light. I mean, come on. I, I You can barely barely see what's going on. Well, the Hell in a Cell match was even worse because the cage was red. Yeah. And then you have red light on top of that. It's yeah. almost like we're not watching it at night vision, folks. Yeah. Or uh, photography darkroom match. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's geez. what we should call it, the darkroom. The dark room match. Yep. So, uh, yep. I, I I'm looking forward to that match. Uh, yeah. Fiend and Cena again. It felt you know it feels like a fast a fat a, a fast lane to uh, WrestleMania. Yep. We're forgetting about Elimination Chamber, and and you which know is what next week, which is really odd. It's next week. Yeah, it's this coming wow. Sunday or not tomorrow, but this following Sunday. I just hope I hope to see some stuff get shaken up with the Elimination Chamber. Um, you know, I think it would be wise of WWE to kind of give us some curveballs with this because that's what I feel like the you know that that pay per view between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania is for. And uh, yeah. unfortunately, the past few years, I I don't feel like it's been utilized in that purpose. And you know, you're probably going to have record low um, viewers. Yeah. For this. Yeah. I don't know how this one. I I get the glitz and glamour glamour of it. Mm-hmm. They said it had like the most internet viewers of all time for a pay per view, and I really doubt that. Well, I think everybody was at work. Yeah. And still watched it. So, so they probably watched it at work. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I don't know if you want to go down this road. And I, I do apologize to everybody out there listening. This has been a very WWE-heavy episode. Yeah. But do you want to do a card prediction for tonight's AEW Revolution? Yeah. Well, I think that would be great. Okay. AEW Revolution tonight. This is a... Highly anticipated pay-per-view. I mean, a lot of these matches have been uh, building up for months and yep. months. And uh, and then Cody throwing it out over the week, over the past couple of days, saying that this is going to be their WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which kind of gives me a good feeling of where they're going with this. But yeah, uh, do you want to start at the top and go down, or do you want to go from the bottom up? I say bottom up. Okay. Let me change my internet page here real quick. Oh, sorry about that. You're good. I kind of sprung this on him, folks, so he didn't know I was going to do this. 
Remember, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So we're going to start out tonight with Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara reminds me of a uh, Juventud Guerrero. Remember him? I do. Uh, with and without the mask, too. Yeah, yeah. Because he was with that. Oh, God. What was it? The Mexicans on the lawnmower group. Oh, Mexico yeah, or something yeah. like that. That was with uh, Super Crazy. Yes. Super Crazy. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Psychosis. Yes. Yep. That was, what, 2000, 2001. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It didn't last long, so no. it's all good. It, LWO, you know. Okay, so yeah. anyways. Yes, I. so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Darby Allen has got this one. Yeah, I really agree with you. I love Darby's style. Yeah. He just doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And after what they did to him with the skateboard, yeah, I think he's got a big chip on his shoulder and will take out the Spanish god. <laughs> yes. Um, every website that I've looked at has picked Darby to win this match. So, Yeah. It might spin off into a longer feud, which they don't really have a whole lot of yet. Yeah. But I mean, this might be the start of a good one. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess we're both in agreement on that one. Darby Allen, uh, Dustin Rhodes, and Jake Hager. The Big Hurt makes his debut. Man, yeah, I got Jake Hager on this. Uh, I kind of – I'm on the fence. I don't know if I'll be able to pick this one because nostalgia is – kicking me in the ass for this for not picking Dustin, but I, I kind of agree with you, and so does the internet. Yeah. Hager wins his debut. Not every guy in the inner circle can lose this pay-per-view. I want them to. <laughs> and, I, uh, you know, Jake Hager's going to – he's going to look good. Um, right. Man. I mean, he does – I remember back in the days when he was Jack Swagger and how awkward he looks when he runs to the ring because his arms run down to his knees. Yeah, yeah. As long as he li- leaves, like, the awkwardness out and the whole patriotism thing that he did back in the day with – I don't even remember what his valet's name was. Oh, yeah. I can't remember either. Yeah. it. If he goes full Bellator – like he should be, mm-hmm. he'll be dominant. He'll be a dominant force for years to come. Yeah. Um, Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. The match that I've been wanting for two weeks. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Uh, I Nyla Rose is going to keep it. I think she's going to keep building this just um, this uh, this character, and and the crowd's just gonna hate her more and more and more. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that's just going to keep, you know, it, it, there, there's no way she's going to lose the title this early. Um, there's still, yeah, there's still a story to be written there. And, um, I, I think a women's roster to be built around that. Yeah. Until, you know, I, I think that needs time. Plus she just won the belt. Yeah. Uh, it's way too early to take it off of her. I mean, I know the internet wants her to lose, and it's because we touched on it last a couple weeks ago with yeah. the whole transgender thing. But there's no way in hell they're going to take it off of her that quickly. No, 
I'd love to see Chris Statlander get it in the future. I think she's really talented. I think she's the one that could probably carry that division better than Nyla. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's way too early. Yeah, and, and I agree. I I think that roster, that women's roster, is going to build, and you know, there's going to be storylines. It's going to build. Uh, you know, Nyla Rose talks about she's going to be a one-time women's champion because she's never going to lose it. Sure. And so, yeah, I think she's going to have it for a long time. And I think you're going to see that um, that that women's roster really just uh, you know come into full bloom when somebody takes that title off of her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have faith in that. Uh, and then the match everybody wants to see. Oh yeah. Cody and MJF. Yep. I know that everybody is loving the heel persona. I know you're a big fan of it with MJF. Yeah. I watched a little bit of the so-called Dynamite lead-in show that they had this week. There wasn't an actual Dynamite. Um, But to watch MJF say what he said about Cody, that he respects him, that he thanks him for bringing him up from the independent circuit, all this I get it. They they might really be best friends in real life, and this is all for the show. Sure, yeah. But he's taken this heel to another level. Like, this is old school, like, back in the superstar era type of heel, like Rick Rude style or yeah, anybody that was with Bobby Heenan type of um, kind of heel. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of it because I'm always more of a fan of the face. Mm-hmm. But he might actually win this match. I honestly think he. Um, I think he will. And, and um, if I, you know, if Moxley wins the title, I see MJF. Yeah. It, you know he's got he's got so much more um, to gain than really Cody, because Cody can't challenge for the title again who I, I don't know if that's gonna you know last forever but uh in this point you know that that's that still stands and uh, I just see CMJF winning this I see him taking a step up and and being in the uh the world title picture after this yeah and here's my thought on that whole Cody thing yeah he said that he can never challenge for the title again doesn't say that somebody can't challenge him Maybe that's the loophole. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, I always think about this kind of weird shit when it comes down. I mean, there's always words that they never use scripting wise. Yeah. To kind of leave something open for the future. So, say Moxley wins tonight. Yeah. MJM, MJM, yeah, right. MJF (laughs) wins the belt in. So I don't know when their next pay-per-view is. I think it's the one in Vegas in August. Or not August, but July or June. Okay, yeah. He wins it then, and then all of a sudden, he turns around and challenges Cody for that title. We're booking this in our mind. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. But. You that, know, maybe that takes a year. Maybe. Maybe maybe they do it, you know, because this is the WrestleMania. Of AEW. Of AEW. Revolution. Revolution. And I hope they keep it in Chicago every year. Hey, that'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, just down the road, man. Just a train ride. Yep. 
Um, I've never been to Wintrust Arena. Actually, I don't even know where it is in in town. It's in town. Yeah, it's is it a, really in? They keep booking it as the first one in city limits of Chicago. Wow. So Wintrust Arena. I think it might be part of the whole. Um, what's the event center they have right downtown? Um, they always have the car show there every mm. year. Oh man, I don't. Oh, I can't think right now. Um, it's early like, on a Saturday, folks. We apologize. Um, please hold. Not that I want to have dead air on this podcast or anything. Hmm. McCormick Place. Okay, that's where I think it is. Part of that. Okay. Hmm. Um. I know it's sold out really quickly. Every pay-per-view event that they've had is sold out. Yeah. I think that's what also, you know, has been giving them the edge over NXT is uh, NXT is stationary, right? In Florida. It, well, yeah. their main show is, yes. Yeah, yeah, their main show is. I'd like to see NXT get out on the road, you know. and um, Yeah. I don't know. There's something... You know, NXT could be their crowd is like a fraction of what AEW is doing. Yeah, well, the arena's smaller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know the reason why the guys love being back in NXT, NXT, especially Finn Balor. Yeah, said that the schedule's easier because you're not jumping all over the United States. That's true. Yeah, thirty weeks a year. Um, well, no, 50 weeks a year. I think they only get two weeks off is what I yeah. remember say, them saying. But I get the aspect of that, and I get why AEW is being more popular. Like, me and you are not going to fly down to Orlando just to watch an NXT taping. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen. Well, it might, but um, we could actually go to Milwaukee or Chicago or wherever exactly. and catch AEW a lot easier because for some reason they love the Midwest. Yeah. And I'm not going to complain one bit. But. Nope, not at all. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I, but, you know, that's the thing about, you know, being a professional wrestler is this traveling. I mean, that, that's part of it. Yeah. And um, I, I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see NXT get out on the road because, man, uh I know they were doing, you know, they were doing like a takeover tour, you know, a few years ago, and uh, I saw them in Cleveland. Oh, and it it was a it was a small venue, probably eight hundred people. It's like and a town auditorium, it, and that was cool because you know, there's Shinsuke Nakamura, there's uh, Bobby Roode, there's uh, Andrade. Uh, I could I couldn't even tell you. Um, so all current champions of today you saw in like an 800-seater. Velveteen. Ooh. Uh, he, he was out there. Um, Asuka was out there. Yeah. And this was, uh, yeah, seriously, 800 people. In, uh, oh, uh, Gargano and uh, Champa. Oh, DIY. So, yeah. I mean, that was really cool, and, and and I think that that's the next step for NXT. I think they really should be kind of you know traveling out there. Yeah. But anyways, you know that was that's that. And now for the two other championship matches, the one that's going to be the most interesting to me, I think, is going to be the tag team championship because it is an all elite battle. Yep. Um, 
I think this is where the split is going to happen. I think Omega and Hangman will go off on their own from here. The I I think the Bucks should be the champions. They should have been from the get go. Yeah. Um, there is rumor that Kenny Omega may be the exalted one now. That has come to the surface this year or this week. Oh. So, who knows where it's going? Yeah. Um, I I, I did watch a after AEW they had a um kind of a preview for revolution some interviews mm-hmm. and i know um uh, hangman and uh omega were in an interview and the guy says uh omega are you worried about uh do you feel like you got to watch your back with kenny or uh with uh hangman hangman page and uh hangman just got up and he's like i'm done with this what kind of question is that that's bullshit yeah and you know uh, omega's like Hey, well, I was gonna say, I I don't think I have to watch my back. And then he walked away. Hang, Hangman did, and Omega goes, "Well, maybe I do." Yeah. And wouldn't that be the ultimate coin flip, or yeah. not coin flip? But you think Hangman's gonna be the one to turn heel, and all of a sudden Omega does it? Yeah. I mean, I don't. Unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of exposure to his career up until now. But yeah. I don't know how long or if he's even been a heel when he was in Japan. Correct me if I'm wrong, folks. Like by all means, put it up on our Twitter page. But yeah, um, I want to see that. Yeah, I I do too. I I I really think the Young Bucks are going to win the title. Yeah. Um, their relationship with Omega and Heyman Page is just going to um, implode. I think. Think tonight will be that and yeah who knows i mean maybe it's omega who's just yeah had it and maybe um hopefully they don't go back to that all elite tag um tag team with the three of them with dressed as street fighter characters you remember that it was omega dressed as okuma and then the young bucks dressed as ken and ryu okay oh yeah yeah, yeah i do remember that yep mm-hmm Hopefully it doesn't oh, go back man. to that. It was that was a cheese fest. I'll give them that. Yeah, but yeah. Fun to see, maybe once, but don't don't keep going back to the well on that one. Sure, it's yeah. one and done, please. Yep. yep. So, um, that brings us to the main event of the evening for the AEW Championship: Chris Jericho versus John Moxley, the Pirate versus the Rockstar. Man, you know, I'm uh I'm I'm looking at this um this article and a lot of these predictions are dead on with what I would predict. Yeah. Uh you know, John Moxley is going to win that title. Um I agree with you. I think he has he has um we talked about it last week or maybe 2 weeks ago. He he's the only one in in my eyes who has really built a name and um and is worthy of taking that title right now. Yeah. And, um, man, it's so cool to see, you know, he's, he's definitely at his, uh, he's definitely at his best right now. And, and I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be taking that title from Jericho. He's, you know, he's won the crowd over and, um, he's, you know, he's in great shape. He's, um, he just doesn't give a shit. And, 
I think Jericho's begging. Mm-hmm. It, I, I think Jericho needs somebody to t- take that title from him, honestly. Right. And I think if he doesn't win the title, there's going to be a little bit of backlash from the fans. So, yeah. On a um, a business scale, give it to Moxley. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm looking at it as let him win the belt, let him run out through the crowd like he normally does, mm-hmm. show him in the parking lot getting in that Ford GT and yeah. taking off down Lakeshore Drive. <laughs> yeah. That would be the culmination of that pay-per-view. Would, that would yep. be perfect. It would be. So. And um, oh, I just lost my train of thought here, but – um. Sorry, I took your moment. Nope, you didn't. That's okay. Um. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's good for business. Oh yeah, and I mean, it, if if Jericho wins mm-hmm. and they have to wait till another pay per view, I mean that's just a, that's just getting to be an agonizing title reign. Yeah, it's just like oh, okay, you know, Jericho's not defending this title, you know, Ever. He, yeah, and and yeah, it starts becoming stale after this. Yep. So I think, um, yep, John Moxley wins the title tonight. Yep. And good news, folks, if you do want to tune into this event, you don't have to settle for just the traditional pay per view of sixty to, or fifty nine ninety nine. You have two other options to watch it on BNR Live for forty nine ninety nine, or if you're outside of the United States, which I don't know if we have any international viewers yet, uh, Fire TV, which is only twenty bucks. So if you are interested in tuning into that event, by all means, let's make it big. Let's get as many viewers as we can. Yeah, and let's start the revolution. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> If you're not if you're not coming out to my band show tonight, make sure you're watching Revolution. <laughs> exactly. I have a feeling Tony's going to have it on YouTube behind him. I probably will. That would be one hell of a sight to see him on the drums with the Revolution behind him. You know, I that's that's what I, I I do that once in a while. If I'm at church or something, well, for Notre Dame games, sit there and I'll, I'll um, if I'm playing on a Saturday and I'm we're going through rehearsal. Yeah, I'll just have that up on my phone right next to my drums. There you go. I mean, it's it's most comfortable seat in the house, man. It's what true <laughs> fandom really is about. It really is. Yeah. So, um, suppose that's all we have. Yeah. And you know what? It wasn't as negative as I thought it was going to be. No. And it wasn't as heated as I thought it was going to be. Now, Not. if we were doing this Thursday night, oh man, I would have been flying off the handle. It would have been brutal. It would have been. F bombs galore and tearing about tearing people apart and yeah we're not about that folks we're not no we're looking forward yeah and I think uh you know I think there's still going to be a good good WrestleMania this year and uh, yeah it, wrestling is still entertaining it is and it always will be in certain aspects absolutely but of course you can give us a listen on any major podcasting site. Um, follow us on Twitter at Game On Everyone. Uh, give us a like or a heart, as you would say, on Instagram at Game On Sports Podcast. YouTube at Game On Sports, a podcast for everyone. Like and subscribe there. And yes, it is still up and running for two solid weeks in a row. Our Facebook page at Game On Everyone. Two weeks. Yeah, we're making strides. Heck yeah. 
We didn't yeah. go to Facebook jail again, so that's a that's a big plus. We went to Facebook jail. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. But well, nobody half the people don't know why they end up there. No. It's Well, that's all we have for you. And if you are down with that, we got two words for you. Game, Game on. on.